You are listening to The Riding, NFL DFS podcast with Pat James. Welcome, everybody, to the week three lineup recap edition of the Ride in DFS embedding podcast. Sunday NFL DFS made my week a little, a little bit better. Made, made it tolerable, we'll say. Um, if you listened to the live stream on Sunday morning, you'll know that my heart was broken on Saturday night. Big Notre Dame fan. Terrible way to end it with all the gaffes on defense that they made. Just heartbroken. Same old story. Can't win a big game. At least they did look competitive, though, and it wasn't a complete blowout. It was also the first week of the college football season that I had a losing week in terms of um, betting. So, I mean, I guess it's a good thing that it took till week five to have a losing week. And it was only a four and five, not a complete destruction. Uh, but still, it was a terrible Saturday. Sunday made up for it. Uh, we talked about it on the live stream. The core four was pretty solid. It was Cousins, Tank Dell, uh, Jerome Ford, and Tony Pollard. Those guys did uh, all did really well. So the core four was solid. Um, I ended up scoring... 200 DK points in cash and winning every head-to-head. So that puts us at 3-0 through three weeks, right? We've cashed in double-ups all three weeks so far. Really good start to the season. Cousins was 70%. I kind of said that on on the spaces. Just lock him in. You know, everyone's going to play him. You don't want him to go off for 40 and you not to have him. Just win the other battles, right? Win the other eight spots. Uh, we did play Jerome Ford. He kind of had some TD luck there. Like, he didn't even play the first series. I was personally worried. I thought, uh-oh, we're going to get a, a goose egg from Jerome Ford. Like, Pierre Strong and Cream Hunt and Elijah Moore all had carries on the first drive. And Jerome Ford was nowhere to be found. Maybe he was going to the bathroom or something. I don't know. Because after that series, he came in and lit it up. Caught a long pass from Deshaun Watson for a touchdown. Um dove and and hit the pylon on a rushing TD. So he had some TD luck. Played him over Zach Moss uh, for the $700 savings. I didn't think the difference was too crazy, and it wasn't. Um, So that worked out there. Also at the running back position, I played Raheem Mostert. And I said this on the stream, I thought he was probably the best 6K play. Um based on the fact that Salvin Ahmed wasn't playing. I didn't think De, uh, Devon Achain, Achain was going to go for 200 yards and four touchdowns as well, which is almost, like, just crazy. But I thought, you know, no Ahmed, no Waddle. I thought um, Mostert was going to get a good amount of carries and, and do some work. Never did I think he was going to approach 50 DraftKings points, but really solid from Raheem Mostert. I played him over Kenneth Walker, who scored, like, 25 so that was a big, uh, a big difference there. Even if you played Walker, it was okay. Um, I actually didn't even check to see what the cash line was. I'm sure it was super high because a lot of chalk hit this week. But Mostert was only like between 10 and 15% owned in most of the double ups I was in. I was kind of surprised at that. I thought he was in a really good spot. Uh, at wide receiver, I played 
Keenan Allen, I played Calvin Ridley, and I played Tank Dell. Keenan going for almost 50 as well was huge. Tank Dell hitting almost 30, huge. Calvin Ridley, I don't know what's going on. If you watch that Jaguars game, first of all, they lost. I bet on them. I bet on their money line parlay. I put they put put them into my money line parlay. Didn't bet anything yesterday because I didn't love any of the sides and totals in the NFL this week. So I just put in an, a money line parlay with three of the biggest favorites. Obviously, the Jaguars ruined that. Although so did the Ravens. Um, they were also in it. But anyway, man, something's going on with Ridley. Something's going on with Trevor Lawrence. Like he ended up throwing that touchdown pass to Christian Kirk, but. Weird to see him just targeting Jamal Agnew and Travis Etienne out of the backfield and, you know, Evan Ingram on like one yard uh, crossing routes the whole game and not trying to get the ball to Calvin Ridley. He did end up having like six or seven targets, um, but they weren't good targets. They were like targets that if it had to be on the player, they wouldn't have even counted. A couple of them were just like sailed out of bounds and stuff. Very weird. Kind of worried about Calvin Ridley at this point. I think he'll get back. They'll find a way to get him involved. But after week one, it just didn't look good. Um, so one of the things I talked about was, you know, clicking on the right combination of Chargers and Jaguars was going to get you into the cash on on uh, week three. And I was kind of right, right? So if you clicked Keenan Allen, you definitely had a huge advantage. If you clicked Kirk instead of Ridley, you had a huge advantage. Um, you know, if you played Mostert, and the Bills' defense, it kind of didn't matter. I ended up not playing the Bills' defense. Um, after I created my lineup, I always do defense last because I'm not, I'm not going to let di- defense dictate what I'm doing. Um, I did say that the Bills were my favorite, so hopefully you played them. But what I did was when I created my lineup, I had the decision of going down from Zach Ertz to like Durham Smythe or Noah Fant and playing the Bills' defense. Or keeping Zach Ertz and playing the Commanders defense. I chose poorly. I picked the Commanders. I thought to myself, the difference between Zach Ertz, and I even said it on the podcast. I'm such an idiot. I said the difference between Zach Ertz and Durham Smythe or Noah Fant is probably negligible, right? So just to pay down for them. But I ended up paying up for Zach Ertz. I just thought the him getting like five or six catches was more. He was more apt to not take a zero. Um, they all basically didn't do much. Noah Fant ended up being the best with eight points. Luckily, not having the 30 points from the Bills' defense did not uh, sway my lineups in any which way. It actually, to be honest, it did because I, you know, you always throw your cash lineup in a GPP in a tournament. If I did play the Bills' def, if I did play that, and I had like the 32 or 35 more points that that 2v2 swap would have got. My cash lineup would have hit like for probably five figures. It it actually ended up 10xing in tournaments, um, but it would have almost won some tournaments if the Bills defense was in there instead of the commanders. But live to fight another day. Tonight, Monday Night Football, two there's, there's really cool contests tonight, so you can play either of the two showdowns. The Rams-Bengals is the featured one. That's where my article is on Fantasy Points. Um, but there's also two two-game contests as well, so you could create, like, cash lineups for that. Um, I do like, I like some DeAndre Swift tonight in the 
Eagles game, I like Mike Evans. If you're playing showdown lineups, or even if you're playing, you know, if you're playing uh, the two-game slate. The other game is going to be interesting, right? Because uh, we have to see about Puka Nakua, and we have to see about Joe Burrow. As of this recording, I'm guessing Puka's in and Joe Burrow's out, which makes things real crazy. Um, if Puka's in, he's probably my favorite captain. Also, you could play Kyron Williams, a captain. Some sleeper types. So I, I don't love Van Jefferson, but I think he's okay as a dart in showdown tonight because of his A dot, right? His A dot is like 15 or something. He's getting some deep shots. If he connects on one, he's going to be in the optimal lineup. On the other side, Irv Smith is out. Drew Sample and uh, Mitchell Wilcox are both like $200 or $300 on DraftKings. If you go five studs and you just need $200, you can slot a Drew Sample in. You could slot a Mitchell Wilcox in and hope that they maybe catch a touchdown on a play action at the goal line or that maybe they, you know, just catch a few passes and that's all you need because the five studs that you played um, smashed. And it was the only way for that lineup to kind of be unlocked. The other um, little bet that I have for you guys is if if you're in a betting state and you can actually bet on tackle props, Jamel Dean has 12 tackles on the year and in two games and his only and his prop is only at 3.5 currently. Um, you know, both the Buccaneers and the Eagles have played pretty fast. I think there's going to be a good amount of plays in this game and I think three and a half is just a little light on Jamel Dean's tackles tonight. Uh, there is some I know the, the best I saw was like minus 120 on the three and a half tackles. I'm laying it. Um, good luck. In all your contests tonight, we'll we'll talk to you for the week four preview, and then the week four spaces. By the way, someone came at me on Twitter for not opening up the spaces to comments, um, like to have another person talk. They're like, "Oh, Roberto Luongo's in your in your spaces. How could you not let him speak? He doesn't want to speak. If he wants to speak, he would click to speak." Um, but anyway, love Roberto Longo. Pumped that he joins the spaces every damn week. Uh, but if you go, if you guys want to get in on it and you have questions or you want to come up to the to the mic, open mic on on the spaces from now on, right? It was something that I tried to do last year and, and people kind of just didn't want to ask questions. They'd probably they'd like DM me or, or reply in the comments after the show with their questions. But if you have something to say, just hit that you want to speak, we'll, we'll bring some people up. All right, that's it.